Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Okay, Eminem's back. What, what, what were we, uh, okay. Talking about him battling. Okay, yeah, yeah, because when he was on 8 Mile when they were making the movie. Right. Um, and they were shooting scenes with the with the, the diss raps, you know, yeah. that they're doing in the, in the club. Uh, there was a whole section in the in the uncut and the unedited or you know the the behind the scenes yeah. footage of him going off on actual rappers that were there like other people and uh, he was killing them, killing who them. were the rappers? Not anybody famous. People who thought well, they were. Well, that's the end of that. Yeah, but he was still. I'm sh- talking. Come on, man. It's like Jordan going to go play pickup ball with niggas at Venice Beach. You know what I mean? Go, 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 go. It's different when you balling with other ballers, dude, dude. Every once in a while, those guys get dunked on by those people that are out there. Yeah. That footage always seems to disappear. Did you ever? Do you ever go to? I know this is way out of base, and we. Do you ever go over to Venice Beach? And have you ever seen them play uh, the, the the league games out Dude, there? Dude, I have not been to Venice Beach probably since I moved to Cali in '93. Dude, I was there. Ter- Terrell Owens was playing on one of the teams. Was he really? Dude, it is fucking wild to watch these guys. Were there people that were crowded around and new? Yeah. Oh wow! But not like, not like packed because it's it right. was their league game, right? And Terrell Owens is on one of the teams, and so he shows up. There's a lot of there's a lot of real athletes, like right. athletes, uh, a lot of real athletes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I gotta show you, uh, 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 and I mentioned it. I gotta show you this clip, man. If y'all want to laugh your asses off, man, go to YouTube and type in uh, Shaq. TNT, God, I'm gonna fuck it. Laughing at Barkley talking about fl- a tire, flat tire, or something. It's t- inside the NBA TNT. Shaq laughing, Barkley tire, something like that. Anyway, the clip is Charles Barkley is trying to give an analogy about how coming back from an injury with your legs is like driving a a a. A car and replacing a flat tire with a new tire. <laughs> this analogy goes off the rails so fucking bad. <laughs> like, uh, what's what's a great train wreck example? Oh, <clears throat> remember um, the fugitive? Yeah, right. Remember how that train derails? Is it a tra- yeah? The train derails yeah. and. That analogy derailed like the fugitive train scene. <laughs> and what what kills it is the first time Barkley says it, Shaq laughs a little bit because it's crazy. Then when he tries to reinforce it by saying something else, it gets worse. And Shaq loses it and Kenny loses it. But what makes it really funny besides all that? As you could tell, there's a there's a look on Barkley's face where he clearly knows he's being laughed at and not with, and you want to feel bad for him because you could see the pain and the hurt and the anger on his face, but he doesn't address it. He just barrels through, and at one point towards the end of the clip, he puts his glasses on and looks at his papers like he's just intellectual genius. It's it's just a fucked up moment, but it is fucking gold. If you if you had to be uh, you got <clears throat> crashed on a desert island, right? And the only person you're going to be on that island with, we're going to call we're going to stay for a year, right? And it has to be one of the guys from the inside NBA, right? Kenny, uh, uh, Shaq, Charles, or uh, who am I forgetting? Barkley? No, I no, mean Shaq. No, no, Shaq. Uh, Ernie. 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 Right. Who? Who? Are you, who? Are you? Who are you going to be on the island with? 
Um, probably Shaq because that nigga's tall enough to grab the coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's about survival. You can break him with his hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, God. I'm, I'm gonna take Ernie to make sure they come back and get me. Yeah, dude. I, I'm I'm sorry. I gotta try to wait. Is this okay? Yeah, this is it. Leg injuries. It's like a flat tire. Uh, it, it ain't the same as just putting a, a new tire on it. It's the same. Like, I've had leg issues a couple of times. When I came back, I, I was scared to jump. How many tires have you changed? Uh, no, I'm not saying that because you said on. it's not like a flat tire. But then you said it, it is to a certain degree. Change. But just because you put a new tire on there, you can drive your car. But he not, like, I was scared to jump. <laughs> no, I was scared to jump. But, but my legs were really important in my game. Stop, Kimmy. But I had great power in my legs, and I didn't feel confident that I could explode like the first two weeks when I came back. Kenny, last word? <laughs> Go to break, man. We got more coming up in our American Express halftime report. We're going to replace our tire. Jerry, stop doing that. <laughs> or you no, we're going to play the break. Did Wait, you gotta, hold you gotta up. see it, though, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to do it one more time because, dude, you just you really listen and pay attention and tell me where the fuck Charles made any sense. And, and you know, get in that playoff shape. Because regular season shape and playoff shape oh, are two question. different things. So he's been out for a while. I'm sure he's been working out and riding the treadmill and swimming, but nothing simulates running up and down the basketball court, wrestling and doing that. So the hardest thing, thing I worry about. The hardest thing him is going to be is getting confidence back in his legs. When you have leg injuries, it's like a flat tire. Uh, it, it ain't the same as just putting a, a new tire on it. It's the same. Like, I've had leg issues a couple of times. When I came back, I, I was scared to jump. How many tires have you changed? Uh, no, I'm not saying that because uh, you said on. it's not like a flat tire. But then you said it, it is to a certain degree. But just because you put a new tire on there, you can drive your car. But he not, like, I was scared to jump. <laughs> you know, I was scared to jump. <laughs> what the fuck? Is he talking about? I did about? like where he puts the glasses on at the end. Yeah, very, yeah. It, it just what's the, what, what, what was the name of it actually though? Uh, it, oh, okay. It was uh, inside the NBA. Shaq laughs at Chuck for his funny flat tire analogy. It, it you got to see it, dude. It, it, it's it's the analogy. first of all when you put a tire on there, it, then you can drive your car because it's not like putting a new tire on there. But you could, but you could, like nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> but you knew what he was trying to say. He just yeah, didn't come I, close I, listen, to say it. I said it on the on the Shaq's All Star Comedy Jam when I made fun of Barkley. Then it's just like his mind and his mouth plays Marco Polo. <laughs> like whatever's going on in that nigga's head don't match what comes out of his mouth. His his articulation skills are terrible, terrible, terrible. But he's great on that show. Yes, because you know you you love Charles because he's so fucking raw and real. He's genuine, uh, but he's also embarrassing sometimes. <laughs> I said that to you last night. I don't know if you remember that. What? Um, when that dude, that crazy homeless dude, uh-huh. was walking around yelling at people. Where, where? Which one? In front of the bar that we were at last night. Oh, right. With arguing with the bouncers? Yeah. And yeah. she's screaming at him. And I go, uh, I don't remember who I said. Oh, I just looked at you. And I, I was looking at your face. And right. you were so, you're like, because oh, like, it was a black dude. Right. And I saw your face looking at him like, man, 6% of this whole city is black. And this dude has to be that dude. Oh, yeah. He, he was, you know, he brought it down. That was part of the 6%. Yeah. And, and I was like, and I looked at you and I go, I'm just as, I go, I, I was looking at your face and I go, that's how I feel about, I don't remember what white dude I use as an analogy. Mm. How I feel. Right. Whenever a white dude does something, I feel the same exact way. And I was looking right. at you like that because you looked like so disappointed. Nah, I just, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to see how it was going to end. But you looked at him like, man, like <laughs> there's only six percent of you niggas here, and you have to be right. To come out and do this, <laughs> right? Because uh, he was wearing, he was wearing uh, like hospital pants or something like that. Like this whole outfit was just wild. Yeah. Um. So I want to jump into this Kevin Kevin Hart Tiffany Haddish Cab Williams beef. Go ahead. Did, did you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me before I get into this. Uh, it's a very funny clip because it, what really is the gold part about it because that that's just really a section. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, when you, you start ripping into the lady. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That was hilarious. I watched that 
one time without the whole other piece right. I watched because there's also just that of her. Right. And yeah, that that to me is Yeah, yeah. Cat was at a radio station in Atlanta doing the Wanda and I forget the, what the guy's name was at V one oh three and uh Red Grant was opening for him and at one point the lady and she's a comedian apparently, but she tries to go toe to toe with Cat and this nigga viciously destroys her. Cat honestly I'd never see anybody be that cool yeah while taking someone down no i've never seen anybody that cool but see that's what i'm saying though like when going back to the to the to the uh eminem thing you know cat's a professional like if if what we did was a sport he's a pro in the league you know that bitch is she calls herself a comedian but her she ain't earned her stripes yet so she's a regular civilian the only time he raised his voice is when she was trying to talk over him Right, but even when he shut her down, based on that, yeah, but it still was. Yeah, it wasn't like he was yelling. He right. was just like he was like, no, 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 right, I'm, right. It, you know, like yeah. you're going to let me finish because I let you finish every time. Yeah, you know. Uh, so the beef basically was, Cat was, you know, and listen, I read so many of the comments, and everybody was saying Cat's not hating what he's saying is true, and I know we've touched upon this before, where Cat was talking about. Uh, how he basically said something about Lil Rel and Gerard Carmichael and Kevin Hart. Women wouldn't touch them even in the Lennox Mall. Did you catch that part? <laughs> yeah. And again, the Lennox Mall in Baltimore where the rat ran through the food and crackheads dance in the mall. He said women wouldn't touch them. And, you know, he, he basically said how... Can you name your favorite Tiffany Haddish joke? Uh, and how she has skipped over, you know, female comedians like Lernell and Melanie Camacho and Miss Laura, who are a thousand times funnier, but because of how she looks and other factors, she's become the chosen one. And a lot of the comments were people, which I, I swear to God, it I don't know why people keep saying this. And again, we have to emphasize comedy is subjective. So again, what might not work for you will be golden for somebody else. But people have got to stop saying, which is so ridiculous to me, Kevin Hart ain't funny. That nigga sell out. That nigga coon, he ain't funny. This nigga is selling out arenas all over the world. Somebody's laughing. This nigga's movies make a gazillions of dollars. Niggas like Kevin Hart. Now, for whatever your beef or reason with him is, that's the subjective part. But let, before I dive any deeper, let me just say it. I had a long... This is why I'm saying I like Portland because when it rains and it did rain today and it's cozy, it gives you time for reflection. And I had a lot of reflection in my bed today, uh, in the dark, without the TV on, without any lights, and I, I made up in my mind, dude, I am retiring from talking shit about people. Now, as cold turkey as I'm going to go, I got to be careful because I know I might have a relapse feeling, but I am going to retire from talking about people because I want to bleed in what we're saying about this clip with Cat uh, with another clip that I love is when Chris Rock on the Opie and Anthony show basically tells Patrice uh, how he's fucked up and what he, how he's self-sabotaging and gets in his own way. And he, Chris tells this story about, yeah, nigga, you were great when you came in and read for the dad for everybody loves Chris. You were fucking great. You just didn't know your lines. And, you know, for those of you who aren't in tune with Patrice and we've mentioned it and if you know the history, he was a bridge burner and he was very self-sabotaging. And at one point, the thing that stuck out to me the most was Chris saying, it ain't about the jokes. Success in this business. It ain't about the jokes. And it, it just drove me nuts that we're in a business where you would think logically it's about the jokes it's about what you say 
It's the reason why people pay money to come see you. It's the, the, the you know, again, if you want to be the baddest and the best and the funniest, you got to put work in. You got to put work in the gym, which is the stage for us. You got to write. You got to bust your ass. You got to fail, bomb, blah, blah, blah. So you can be the funniest motherfucker you can be. That's how we are wired to think. And it's disheartening to me to face the reality that with all of that, it ain't about the jokes. Success in this business is about relationships. It's about politics. It's about perception. When it comes to the jokes, I'm a monster. I stink at everything else. And I'm going, you got to constantly remind yourself and I got to figure out how to be better at everything else because it ain't about the jokes. Now, let me bring this and I'm going to give you the floor, but let me bring this no, back to, to Tiffany. Cat's going, yeah, she was she passed over Linnell and Miss Laura and all these girls that are funnier than her. It ain't about the jokes. Well, he didn't even say funnier than her. I just think he well, he did. He did allude he to that. Alluded to it, okay. Um, and listen, I, again, this is where because look, I'm not gonna say shit bad about Tiffany. That's my girl, uh, and I'll, I'll say this. Uh, now, yes, we have not spoken since her. Um, when we spoke once. We haven't really spoken, or I certainly haven't seen her since the explosion of her new fame and shit. And listen, she's busy. You know, I, I fucking I get it. I, I told you when we were flying back from, we were in uh, where we sat first class together. Where were we? Oh, um, where were we? Yeah, I have this problem all the time. You do all Dude, these I don't fucking remember road any dates. Of these, any of these but whatever city we were coming back from, and we, I was looking on the internet, she has three movies coming out mm -hmm. back to back to back, all a movie a month. She's got the night school with Kevin next week. Then in October, she's got a movie with Ike Barinholtz. Then in November, she's got a movie with Whoopi Goldberg by Tyler Perry. Like this broad is Kevin in a skirt. And again, fucking congrats. She deserves it. Taller. Taller that's, than Kevin. Though. Yeah. That's my girl, 50 grand, all that. So I'm not going to say nothing bad about her. So let me, I'm emphasizing this because I don't want people to think I'm hating because I'm not. I'm, matter of fact, I'm just saying what Kat said. Okay, this is what Kat said. These ain't my words. It's what Kat said. But Kat was like, again, tell me your favorite Tiffany Haddish joke. And what he meant by that was, you know, when, you know, like, let's, let's, let me put it in musician form. A, a hit record is a hit record because you got a bunch of tracks on it that people know the words to. When you go to your concerts, people lip sync along your songs. They know you, you, you got quotables. You know, you look at fucking, uh, Kevin. All right, all right, all right. Say it with your chest. I've, I've heard, the dudes on Inside the NBA TNT say that. I was playing Madden the other day on PlayStation. And during one of the rap tracks, I heard, you know, say it with your chest. You know, you go to a, a Dave Chappelle show, quotables. Patrice, quotables. Bill Burr, quotables. I have a few quotables. So what Kat is saying is, do you walk away from her show with a quotable? Again, this is not me. I'm just telling you what he meant by that. I, yeah. For the people that are that will say he's hating. God, do you see why this is tough for me? Because I've gotten in trouble and I've learned my lesson from talking shit about people. Perception. Yeah. Relationships. Like, you know, I, I used to run around and say, man, two chains sucks. That's how I really felt. All these you new young rappers, little yachty, little Little uh, Uzi Vert niggas is garbage. Listen, I auditioned for How High 2 the other day. That's a movie, remember, How High with Method Man and Red Man. And the director, Bruce Letty, it was our main director on Mad, T on Mad TV. Now, that don't mean I'm guaranteed to get it. But, you know, I know Meth, I know Red. I, they, they were cool. 
<clears throat> Letty know me, got love for me, love for for Letty and respect. So I'm thinking my chances are better. But, you know, it's no guarantee. Now, Little Yachty is in the movie. And I've talked shit about Lil Yachty. Now, I don't know what his position is. But by saying 2 chains sucks or Yachty sucks, suppose the director was Hype Williams. You know, one of these directors who direct rap videos but is now directing this movie <clears throat> which happens because hype williams directed belly the movie with dmx mm-hmm. and nas and now lil yachty maybe has an important role Aerie spears no that nigga said i suck hype and him is cool oh no now that's a, a movie gone because of some shit i did you know uh when I said what I said about Jordan Peele on Vlad, and I didn't say anything <clears throat> that I thought was fucked up. I was just giving you my assessment of who I thought he was and whatever, but I know he saw it. And and that's why I honestly feel like I didn't get the part in um, the last OG, the Tracy Morgan thing. I know Tracy. Uh, you know, I, I, I was on Mad TV with Jordan. Um... And I mean, Cedric got that part. And look, Cedric's got the bigger resume. He's he's got the bigger fame. So that makes sense if, you know, solely that's why he got it. So I'm not saying I would have got it if I hadn't said those things. But my chances, I don't think, would have been better had I not. So, you know, it's not about the jokes. So I, I have to watch what I say because it gets back to people and I always thought I ain't big enough to where niggas is listening but maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit to know yeah nigga you you got a little bit of you know a little bit of spotlight on you or people at least respect your comedy or you enough to where when you speak yeah there might be some ears around and you know I'm in a business where perception you know this shit I always say this business is high school it's very high schoolish you know, it, it, it is. It, it's the cool kids sit with the cool kids, the goth with the goth, the nerds with the nerds, the jocks with the jocks. And <clears throat> one of the things I hate about this business is people like high school. When you're popular, they don't have to know you. They don't have to really agree with your comedy. They don't have to like you. But because you're hot, book them because you're hot. Put them on the cover of the magazine. Because you're hot, they want you. Whether or not they know you, whether or not they've even invested in your comedy, your point of view, and go, I like this guy. I like what he says. Doesn't matter. The bottom line is you hot. It ain't about the jokes, man. Nah, because it's show business. It's not about money. (laughs) That's hard for me to swallow, dude. Because I'm just... (laughs) That's why I'm just... I'm, I'm so... I think we all are. I'm, I'm just wired into wanting to be the funniest dude in the game. And again, because I, I like it a lot of what we do to sports. Mike Tyson, I'm, 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 I, 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 I idolized Jordan and Tyson, two of the baddest motherfuckers ever. And if I could be a boxer, what's better than Tyson? Nigga, they could tear your head off. In seconds, a nigga, when he came into the ring, there was electricity. People went, ooh, ah, did you see it? Nigga, you missed it. You should have been there. They feared him. That's how I want my comedy to be. Yeah, but the difference is Tyson would just knock other people out, and then it was next person up because there was a clear and defined winner. Mm-hmm. But in, show, in, in, this, in the entertainment show business, not in sports, show business, there isn't a defined winner. Just because you you are the funniest doesn't mean that you're the one who's going to get the Netflix special. Because it isn't about... And Netflix is giving everybody specials. They, that, people are, I've heard people say, dude, it's almost to the point where they just put motherfuckers on who don't even deserve them. Like, they, you, they about to give a homeless nigga a special. Like, it, like it's just crazy. But you get on... There, it's about the connections. It's about people who want to work with you. Because in any business, that's what it is. I mean, there could be two great salesmen, and one might be booking more dollars than the other one. Right. But you like the other one better. 
what's the difference of a hundred thousand dollars if you're selling millions of dollars worth of stuff? Right. You take you take the person you enjoy that you want to work with. It is the relationship. But the thing that I didn't like about what Kat said, and it's not that I didn't like about it, okay. And I'm speaking from my perspective, and I, you know I don't listen to a lot of comedians. Right. What's your favorite Lunell bit? You talking about me? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell you because only comedians I listen to are the ones I idolize. Okay, but that's all. That was my point, though. He was he was naming people who have time in the business, right? But there never been, as far as the business goes, right? Overly sought after in the business itself right so to say you know what's their you know uh what's their what's their uh name what's their favorite joke what's name one of their jokes and i'm not saying that lunel definitely deserves she's been in this business for a long time but that so is tiffany yeah but that business what i was going to say is that business has gone over some people because i think the business just went to sleep on a lot of not only women but black women even more so right and so now that we're in this new frame of 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 how we're supposed to be noticing everything and we're supposed to be more women are supposed to be and tiffany i think her personality the wave that we're in right, right. now with women she looks good she looks good she just jumped on that it ain't about the jokes she looks good but she looks good that but but she is funny regardless if she has again again because it's subjective, somebody somewhere is watching Tiffany with a quotable. She, yeah. she, that's why it's kind of crazy. Like again, I'm so I'm trying to be so fucking careful because I don't want this to come off like I'm agreeing with Cat. And I'm saying this. I'm telling you what Cat said. I understand what he means when he goes quotable. I agree with that part, but where I disagree is because it is subjective. Whatever's not quotable to him, somebody's watching right. Tiffany walking away, going, "Man, when she talked about..." Well, there's the quotable, dude. I got to. I you know I'm in a very fortunate situation with with uh, watching Tiffany. And, and don't lose your, your point, but to piggyback off of what you just said, to get off topic but still on topic. When you go, yeah, black women have been passed over. That's why I'm telling you it pisses me off about the Nissan commercial. I, I be, get, be, because, yeah. because we don't have the opportunities that they have. So, God damn it, you got a white boy rapping when Terrell Jenkins can rap. And that's what, I don't say that's our thing, but it's our thing. Let him have that job. <laughs> that motherfucking white boy will be in a fucking cookie commercial in two weeks. But go ahead. Okay. You were saying. Uh, going back to Tiffany. I got to work with Tiffany on her last club date that she's had. Now she's in theaters. Yeah. So I got to work with her. This the I don't, I don't know if we did five or six shows, but I got to work with her every night. And I got to listen to her every night. Right. I'm going to tell you, like when you just said about Kevin... People are laughing. They're selling. He's selling out arenas. Mm. She was booked. She was sold out after that show. So mm. she was, and every night, standing ovations, laughter, huge laughs. Right. Uh, and listening to her and her comfortability and what she was talking about and her book and her all the stuff that she has behind her, dude. I'm going to tell you, I don't listen to a lot of comics. Right. She was fucking funny. Dude, listen, I, 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 you know, when she was doing the Laugh Factory a lot and we would, you know, on certain nights I'd be on the show where she was hosting at the Long Beach Laugh Factory or the Hollywood Laugh Factory for the midnight show. Tiffany kills, nigga. She is kills. I, I, you know, and listen, I'm not going to sit here and talk shit about Kat, but, you know, you know. Kat's fucking funny. It's, it's crazy. Like, like. To, and, you know, a lot of people were, were saying, you know, because when Kevin Hart responded, he never said Kat's name, even though you knew he was talking about. And I'm like, yeah, you know, Kev don't want that smoke because Kat's a different breed. He don't want that smoke. And, and it's just, you know, both. I don't know really what Kat's situation is, but if it's what it was when he was hot, I mean, he's still doing arenas. Some of got paper. They're both rich. You know, they both respected. So again, I don't know why Cat 
feels the need, I, you know. Maybe he just felt for the people that did get passed over because it's right, obvious right, that they got right, passed right, over. Right. And I don't think that he ever said anything like Tiffany was horrible. He just said name her quotable name a quote name something quotable from Tiffany. I think that he was being realistic and in, in, in more so in about saying the time and how she she was in the right place. She she came up right. and all these other people that have been doing it for so long. Right. Just never got that 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 due, but I don't think it has anything to do. That obviously it has nothing to do with Tiffany. Right. Tiffany's in a great place. She's funny as fuck. Yeah, and Cat is too. You don't get like where the point where you guys are in this game. There's no one that's not funny that's up there, right? And and, and I mean there may be people that you like better than others. There may be some people that say I don't like this dude, but they're funny even. I mean, just in comedy in general, to be at that upper level, even the dude you talked, the puppet dude that you talked about, the other, we talked oh, about. Uh, what was his name? Uh, fuck, it escapes me, but, but yeah. I, and I feel bad, not, and I, that's not a, to be disrespectful, but I don't remember his name at the moment. I'm gonna, well, I mean, even if you think Carrot Top. Dude, he's funny. You know why I know he's funny? Because people stand in line to go fucking see him. There it is. And if you and just it because is. it's not my funny, just because it doesn't agree with my sensibility of what right. comedy is, doesn't mean he's not fucking funny. You know, it, it's uh, one of one of my favorite lines in that Jadakiss song. Why? I don't know if you're familiar with that song, where the whole song is him just basically uh, asking questions. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. You should check that out, man. It's it's it, it's it's a it's a smart. Way to to and this is back when when in rap, uh, cats were creative and lyrical, but it, it's a great example of how he how he is his good take. He was asking questions, uh, important questions about life and society, and he had a question where he goes, "Why is a nigga up north better than Jordan that didn't get that break?" And you know it, it makes you go, "Look, the reality is this: everybody that's talented ain't gonna make it." It's just a reality. That's that's why to me it always was funny when I would see rappers and black artists win awards at music shows and they get on the podium and go, you know, first I want to thank God because without God, none of this is possible. And I'm going, we can't be naive enough to think that only Beyonce is the only Beyonce that did it, it didn't stop, did it? Yeah. That only Beyonce is the only Beyonce who's rapping. Uh, I mean, who's 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 got that ability? You know that Michael Jordan is the only guy out there who can play basketball at an at a supreme level. There's a lot. There's a there's a, there's a shitload of Beyonces all over the world. There's there's a, there's a lot of Jordans all over the world. But for whatever reason. Uh, and some some of the reason might be fault of their own. Everybody just ain't gonna make it. Everybody ain't gonna get into the club. Everybody can't get into Studio Fifty Four. Some people just have to be out there on the other side of the velvet rope and not get in. So it makes me go. So the only people that are making it are the ones that are keeping God in their life. The people that aren't keeping God in their life is that why they not making it? Is that why they not? up there winning awards or selling records or have a record deal. It, it's like that to me is preposterous. Like, you know, when it, with God, all things is possible. You got to keep God in your life. So, you know, I just, I'm just going, you know, everybody that don't get in, is that because they, they praying less than you? The reality is everybody just ain't going to make it. But, but I, I, Talent is, is obviously having talent <clears throat> is important, but no one. A lot of things have to come together to be Beyonce, and there's a lot that goes in not only to and Beyonce is another exception. Let's let's go Jay Z for a minute because Jay Z, for a long time, was selling rap but wasn't famous like Jay Z's famous. He was out for a long time. Some of it's endurance, some of it's put in the time, and then. You have to have everything magically come together. Shit doesn't just work out for everybody. It takes time, and then everything still has to come together. It, 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 there's not a, there's not a way that if you think that just working hard and being talented is gonna is gonna get you to the top, it's not. There's so much more that goes into it. 
Well, Pat Riley <clears throat> said something to the extent of uh, even with all the talent and hard work you put into something, there's no guarantee, but it definitely improves your chances. Definitely. Uh, you know, uh, who's who's that who's that agent uh, has a podcast? Barry uh, Katz. Barry Katz. Manager. Y- yeah, manager. Yeah. Sorry. I, I can't do his. I can't do his. Hey, hey, man. Yeah. My, when my voice is real fucked up, I can do it. Uh, you know, uh, you got to be undeniable. That's the only thing you can do. The only thing you can control is be undeniable. Be the best at what you do. Be better than anyone else. That's what you control. Oh, that, listen, and that sounds fantastic. But what is he saying? When you're undeniable, it's still a gar- It's a guarantee. Technically, it's not a guarantee. No, no, There's no, he, no guarantee. He's not saying that it's a guarantee. He's saying that's you have to do that. And then, if you're lucky, and luck has a lot to... They, well, what's that, well, what's that you saying? Know, you know, here's, here's what's crazy. For every saying, there's a saying that... What's the word? Contradicts it? Contradicts it. But luck is for the ill-prepared. But, uh, but they also say the harder I work, the luckier I become. See what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like two <laughs> niggas smoking weed came up with that shit but it's 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 the truth the only thing you the only thing you can do is get to be the best you can be but see again when you say be undeniable and steve martin had a quote where he goes be so good they can't ignore you so what do you say about the motherfuckers who you know ain't that talented who make it is that because they undeniable is that because they're so good they couldn't be ignored well yeah, let, let Jeff Dunham, the, the puppet Dunham. guy that we were talking about right. before. But uh, the, uh, okay, Jeff, you saw that you brought him up. You brought him up on the podcast that he put all that work in, right. and no one wanted to give him a special. No one wanted to do anything with him. But but that's but a lot. But a lot of times, when you hear these stories, that's how it always goes. No one wants to give you. How many times do you hear Jay Z was turned down by every major label? That's almost the the the. The formula that did you hear all the time? Well, that's what makes you the greatest. Michael Jordan getting cut his freshman year of high, of high school basketball. Adversity is what makes you great. That's what's wrong with where we are right now because everybody wants to be happy. Okay, and so, we're not having adversity. So adversity makes you great, right? Adversity brings you to a, it brings you to the next level because so you have to get past it. So explain Eddie Murphy to me. Join Saturday Night Live at nineteen. Only auditioned for two things his whole career, Saturday Night Live and Dreamgirls. Never, never from the gate blew up off SNL, major movie star. And we know Eddie's talent level is ridiculous. He's an icon. He's one of the, he's the Jordan of comedy. So I get that part. But when you're saying adversity makes you great, what adversity did he? I. Uh, he was one of those people that just had it happen. This is what I'm time. saying, I, dude. But that's th- that's th- such a rare thing. Uh, okay, but what I'm saying is, it's so hard for me sometimes to go with sayings because, again, for every saying, there's one that contradicts it. Contradicts it. So this shit ultimately ends up being head scratchers that make no fucking sense. But we don't know Eddie Murphy what he went through in life to get to where he was. As a young man, we don't know what he had, what happened to him earlier. Well, technically, you're right. But from everything I've read, everything I've researched, every interview I've ever seen to his own confession, he didn't grow up with a life like Richard Pryor. No. Dark and torn and demons. And he grew up in a pretty good life in Long Island. You know, uh, moms was, you know, moms and pops was chill. He didn't have a crazy life. He grew up pretty cool and, you know, started comedy at 14 and 19. The rest is history. But he talks about how he's in he's been in a state of depression now. Oh, kiss so listen, my dick. Listen, he got it. He got it all. He's, now he's in a state of depression. He said for, for years afterwards, he's been in, before he's in a state of depression. Wouldn't we listen, all like to be because, in a state of depression because he did with a gazillion fucking dollars because he didn't know how to handle it because he didn't have those other. Oh, fuck my balls. Man, listen, nigga. listen. OK, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. And we just brought up two comedians. Um, they're on the top of both of our our our, uh, our Mount Rushmore's. You brought up Richard Pryor and you brought up Eddie Murphy. We both know what Richard's life is, 
if we know what Eddie Murphy's is and where they stand today. I think I know where this question is going. Who Which would one you, would I rather? Who would you rather be? Who who would you rather? Not only who would you rather be, not, I mean, not that you have to go through all <laughs> the shit that he did. There's your answer. But he doesn't work the same way. He what do you mean? He, he doesn't work. He ain't putting out specials. He ain't a comedian. He ain't on stage every day anymore. You realize why, right? Why? Choice. What a nice position to be able to choose. We 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 go out on the road and do what we do because we have to. Is he I mean, I, I mean, we, at heart we love it. Yeah, but but, but but we have to. We have to. But why is he making that choice? Is he making that choice because that's really what he wants, or is it because that's what life has pushed him into that he's not doing that? Because I I hate to I, I I I disagree with you. I think once you do this and you love this and this is who you are. You can't put it away. And there's a reason why he had to put it away. What is the reason? But why would you say he had to put it away? Because he doesn't do it. He doesn't have to. He's a movie star. For Disney. No. Let's, now. And, and that comes with age and maturity. He can't be Axel Foley forever. The streetwise punk talking shit. The nigga's damn near 60. Dude, he didn't come back on the SNL. Uh, he didn't want to do the SNL thing because something that David Spade said hurt L- his listen, feelings. Listen, he, he's, he's a diva. He's a little bit of a diva. The, See, that's I what happened. I wasn't going to talk shit about people. I'm having a relapse. No, 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 no. You're saying <sighs> that's not talking shit. That's, saying, uh, that's explaining why he didn't come back on. But does that have to do with someone who got a lot and the adversity wasn't in front of him before that didn't prepare him, didn't thicken his skin Dude, for I'm, what happened. I'm convinced that when you're as creatively and comically talented as Eddie Murphy, if this man really wanted to come back to stand up and blow the roof off, it wouldn't be a problem. Now, granted, it ain't like he just going to jump in the ring and be sharp. He, he'd have to, you know, work out the kinks. But, dude, when you're that talented and the life he's lived and all the stories he can tell, he'd have everybody's attention, nigga. Like, you know, the fucking Independence Day flying saucers coming into the earth. I'm not saying that he couldn't. Or I'm saying there's a reason he doesn't. I really believe it's because he chooses. I think once you do this, even Jim Carrey, with all the money that he has, the talent that he has... He still produces stuff. He's still working. He still needs to be part of this. The creative it's not part. the stand-up part. No, but he's still making... He's, he's retired. Why doesn't he do stand-up anymore? He doesn't have to. No, but he's, he, just put out, there's, he just has a new Showtime thing that's out right now. Okay, that's not stand-up. No, but it's a creative outlet. Being an actor okay, and reading but, other but, people's right. lines is completely different. I know, but, it, but when you're saying it's a creative outlet, Eddie's still doing that. What's he doing? Mo- whatever movie he does. What? Doesn't matter. It's a creative outlet. He's still expressing himself Nothing. creatively. He's he's reading. You tell me. You this. still have to perform. You still have to give it what was a the take. Movie? What was the you got to give it a take. What's your take? What was the movie where he's the fat guy and then he's the skinny guy? The, the it's Norbit. Norbit is that no? Was that Norbit? Where he's oh, the, Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor. That that was his creative outlet. That was creative. Would you take that part? In a heartbeat. Do you remember what he did? Playing all those different characters? Yeah. Come on, man. That's Eddie at, at his best. What was the movie he did? He just recently, his last movie, I think, The Drama, where he played that guy. Oh, I wish I could remember it. It was it was a strictly drama. It wasn't a comedy at all. And he played this dude who, uh, God, I, got, I, wish I, I, I wish I could remember. Mr. Something. I got to look it up. I, I'm going to type in Eddie Murphy, Mr., and it should come up. Dude. But he, he was like a dude on a park bench who was doing something with a white girl or a white child. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Dude, all I know is I watched Pryor. Did you see Silver Streak? Yeah, I've seen all of Pryor's shit. Okay. I, I, when you talk about Jordan versus uh, LeBron, I think the people that don't understand Pryor don't know his, his catalog either. Even Pryor's serious stuff. Right. Oh, Mr. Church. I don't. I don't. I didn't even know about it. Yeah, you see that? It looks like Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Eddie Murphy, Mr. Church. It was like a drama. Came and went. Dude, coming to America, brilliant. Where, yes. Where's the other coming to America? It should have been a sequel. I just I and 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 you think that if he if he if he wanted to do it, it couldn't have got done. When you're that major and that powerful, 
Dude, you got cho- you make the rules. Nobody's telling Eddie Murphy what he can and can't do. Eddie's telling himself what he can and can't do. Choices. I don't think they're. I don't think they're. That's a choice. I don't think it's based on love or passion. So you don't think you think he's going into work with no passion? I th- that would show. I think he's doing things. I think that he's doing things to keep him at a, a, a content and not taking him to another level. Oh man, <sighs> what's the next level? Whatever he wants it to be, because it's unknown. Somebody like him should have been able to go and continue to take it to another level. Where's his production company? His creative. He does have one. What, what's he? What's he turning out? Hey man, I, let me get back to what I'm saying though. What a wonderful position to be in. I, I, Where if you choose to go, yeah, maybe I'll produce some versus not, or yeah, maybe I'll do stand up, or maybe not. What a great fucking position to be in. I don't know, man. Maybe it's just maybe it's because I haven't done this as long as you, and I just can't imagine myself not doing this. Stand up, yeah. Oh, I, and I get it. Like Steve I, Martin, there was nothing else for him to say. He he walked away. Right. But he's starting to he's starting to try to do something right now. Jim uh, 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 Jim, uh, what, what did I just say his name was? Jim Carrey. Uh-huh. I get it. He he had nothing else to say. He he did what he wanted to do, and now he's he's out right now. But I see these guys. They want like they want to do this. You believe, you think Chris Rock would give it up? No, because Chris to his own admission, he's a gym rat. This is his fire, and I mean, oh God, see, this is this is why you know it, this puts me in a funk because. I'm really fighting wanting to say what I want to say, but I don't want to. I want to get out of this habit of making it seem like I'm talking shit. You know what I heard, and I don't know if this is true, but if you do it, if if you make up a character and the character talks (laughs) shit, it isn't you. It's it's an alter ego saying it, and then that way you can you can say what you want to say. Uh, (laughs) Swiss lock. Uh. Movie career doesn't seem to have flourished the way Eddie's has. So Swiss Lock is stand up is Swiss Lock's strong point. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, man. Everybody, I don't think that's no, 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 no. Listen, that's a bad thing to say. No, 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 but listen. Of course, there might be some guys who go. Dude, I just stand up. It's in my blood. I could never walk away from this. And great. You don't have to. You can tour whenever you want. But I've almost heard every entertainer who's a stand up wants to be a movie star. That's the ultimate position. Even if you're a major TV star. Now, back in the day. That used to be movie stars would look down on TV stars. Ooh, TV, Ooh. Yeah. but now the climate's changed where some major movie stars do TV shows now because they make more money in TV. Uh, but if you're a big enough movie star yeah. with, with back ends and percentages, but and with residuals, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so now it, it's it's changed a little bit. But at heart, for the ego, for the everything that comes with it. Nothing's bigger than movie star. Seeing yourself on that screen as a giant would would hit movies that make a gazillions of dollars. Everybody would love that. But everybody, for whatever reason, can't do it. They're not as good. They're not as successful. You know, trust me, if Swiss Lock could make movies like Eddie, he'd do it. But none of his movies have ever been hits for some reason everybody that's why i said eddie murphy is the michael jordan of comedy he transcends on every level tv saturday Night live he killed it he did movies killed it uh but, stage killed it but you don't think everything except put your mouth on me and i was a king musically but everything else he killed it some dudes don't translate. You don't think there's a difference, though, between uh, 
Eddie Murphy's movies now, other than Showgirls, is it Showgirls? Is that the name of Dreamgirls. 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 Sorry, other than uh, uh, Forty Eight Hours, mm-hmm. um, Trading Places, Be- Trading Places, Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. The the movies aren't those movies anymore. Well, you know, they're still hits. I, I'm not not the hits. This is not me knocking Eddie Murphy. Listen, this is me. Shrek. Uh, coming to America. He's Donkey and Shrek. Coming to America. Okay. That's a great movie. Uh, the Nutty Professor movies. I don't like the Nutty Professor movies. They were huge hits. They're huge Any, hits. Anytime you make a sequel, nigga, you had a hit. And, and, they ain't giving you a sequel unless the first one was good. And he was, That's bad business. And he was great in it. I'm not going to say because right. like you said the characters that he played. Right. But that isn't the Eddie that I... Because you still stuck on classic Eddie. Maybe. Maybe that's my problem. Eddie, Eddie Murphy now is Jordan with the Wizards. We we know Eddie from how we came up when he was Jordan with the Bulls and the in the black and red when Eddie was fierce. Dude. But but again that's a maturity thing. I didn't he see, can't be that character anymore. I didn't see Pryor in that situation until he was in the fucking wheelchair. Dude, you do know that from a box office standpoint, Pryor's movies didn't hit like no, Eddie Murphy. No, they didn't. It was Pryor's a different time, though. Stand up. It was a different time. Though. Was was his version of Eddie's movies? Okay, it was a different time though. So but what, what do you mean? Why does the time have to matter? Because a hit movies a hit movie. It was different how movies were. No, a hit movies. Silver a hit Street movie. was a great movie. Yeah, that was a hit. That was a major hit. But a lot of Pryor's movies did not hit like Eddie Murphy. No, they didn't. No, he wasn't the movie star Eddie Murphy was. No, but black men in general weren't the movie stars back then. That's no. Sidney Poitier was a major black movie but star. He, that, that he's actually an actor. Pryor was a comedian. Ah, dog. I, I I don't know. I disagree with that. You think? I he, you think? I, I don't. I don't know that Pryor's movies were as well written or allowed him to shine the way Eddie Murphy okay. shined. Let me ask you this question, JoJo Dancer. Yeah. Do you think if that was made 10 years later with the same exuberance uh, that that Pryor would have had at that time? Right. Do you think that would have been a better movie? Do you think do you think the timing was different though for Pryor? T- t- Pryor. No, nah, because at that time Pryor was the biggest star in comedy. But, dude, like I'm like I'm telling movie, you, like but, I'm like I'm telling you, listen. But they didn't they didn't cross over like that. I, dude, where's George Carlin's movie? The big one of the biggest uh comedians. George Carlin's not an actor like that. But that's but look look at look at Bill Maher. And it was funny because the other day, you know, it was on, on HBO, DC Cab. I, love I didn't know Bill Maher was in that. And I've seen Bill Maher in a few things. Horrible actor. <laughs> that wasn't his thing. His thing that he does to perfection is what he does now. Yeah. Talking about politics. That's where he shines. He was not, he's not an actor. Carlin is not an actor. Listen again, Swiss Lock. And to this day, he's one of the most respected comics in the game. But there was a point where Swiss Lock was on fire. Not, couldn't make a hit movie to save his life. I think some of his movies are underrated, though. The one where his brother's, his, his, his twin brother and his brother's an agent. I don't even remember the name of the movie, though. See, that, that, that goes to say a little bit about it. Uh, you know what? I, I don't know. Everybody, listen, again. And he has the ability. Chris Rock has the ability. To, to, to what? To be, I, mean, he's, I mean, I think he's a decent actor when dude, he's in dude. his movies. You don't think he's decent? Um, again. Okay. This is all an art form. It's subjective. No, 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 no. It is subjective, but stand-up is an art form. Acting is its own art form. Acting in a comedy is its own art form. Acting in a drama is its own art form. And just because you are great at one does not automatically mean you're going to be great at the other. This shit is, is hard. I'm telling you, dude, this independent movie I was doing... I felt, I don't care how many times the director said, man, you're killing it. It was a drama. I'm not as secure doing drama the way I am with comedy. Because comedy to me is second nature. When I'm, when, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like breathing. It's like when I feel a moment, my instincts to, to go, oh, it's not even like I'm 
going, oh my God, I'm struggling. There are times when I feel something and I go, I know this is about to kill it. Because the timing, the moment, I, I get a sense that right now, like that, like, like I'm telling last night, the drunk lady at the first show, this white bitch would not stop chiming shit out during my set. It's like I was talking, I would do my, say something, and she would, yeah, 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 just saying random shit, and it was getting on my nerves. So finally, I addressed the bitch, and she kept going, sorry, 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 sorry. And then two seconds later, say something else. Bitch, will you? Sorry, 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 sorry. So at one point, I said, sweetie, why do you keep apologizing but committing the same foul? That'd be like somebody punching you in your face. And afterwards, they go, sorry, 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 sorry. Whap, hit you again. Sorry, 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 sorry. If you're going to keep hitting me as you say sorry, sorry don't count. So at one point, I said something about her sucking my dick. And she goes, gladly. And I go, nah, bitch, I know you. you probably be like, and I put the microphone up near my eyes and then proceeded to make her go, no, don't come in my face. And then that's when I started jacking my dick like I'm coming and I'm going, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> and the audience died, erupted. That instinct in me, that's what we do. That's what I do. Now, you going to ask me in a drama to do like Denzel and John Q and lay sit down next to a actor who's supposed to be my son who's really not my son who I don't have any real emotional tie to and do a monologue and cry I don't have that fiber in, that's not in my fiber baby that's a talent that's an art form you understand what I'm saying I, I understand what you're saying that's what I'm saying like that acting shit as funny as Swiss Lock is, nigga, that acting thing is different. It's different. All that being said, I still think that the, some of the challenges that Eddie Murphy missed in his youthfulness is why he is he tends to stay away from being. I, it, it, it's like if Jordan would have retired and never came back after he went to play baseball, right. That's how I feel about Eddie Murphy not doing stand up, not ever coming back, not ever being in there. But Jordan came back. He can't. But but Eddie Murphy isn't. You you tell me you could put out two of the most amazing comedy albums for the time, Mm -hmm. for the time because right now those albums don't hold up right now. But you realize you realize no, you crazy. Delirious holds up. Holds up, but some of the stuff that he talked about would be oh, but the faggot part, right? Right. That's yeah. Um. But you do realize, still, if Eddie goes, I'm going to do stand-up and do a tour. Now, as comfortable as his tour could be, private jet, if he wanted it to every city, if he wanted to take a bus, the bus would be a hotel on wheels. Luxurious. It's still a grind. And when you can go, you know what? I can shoot a movie for three months and get paid (laughs) enough money in one check to never have to work again. Why do the grind? Because it's it's more than the grind. Why is Seinfeld still doing it? He's, he's a billionaire. He's a gym rat. He's a billionaire. He's a gym rat. Everybody ain't a gym rat, nigga. You Everybody. Think, you think Riddick, Riddick Bow? Riddick Bow, boxer, heavyweight, had the talent of 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 some of the. He was one of the most talented guys in boxing, right? His problem was he didn't like being in the gym. He didn't like the grind. And ultimately, between a couple of personal head case problems, but mainly eating and not wanting to work out, he squandered his future. Yeah. Because, dude, this is a grind. Having to come up with jokes, test them, fail, get on the road, night, different cities. It's a grind, okay, man. And there it is. That's what, it, that's what Eddie missed out by just coming straight up and hitting it like he did and not building that that up that you the, the grind would wear him out but again a, but the, you said the grind would wear him out again when he did delirious he was a star yeah. when he did raw he was a superstar so at any point if he wanted to go i'm going on the road his grind is still a grind but it's a luxurious grind but do you think Chappelle will ever give it up do you think no because Chappelle's a gym rat and Chappelle's another one 
I mean, look, he's only made Half Baked, which was a comedy and right. a cult classic. But I don't know, only because we've never seen it. Is Chappelle an actor? We've never seen it. But you could feel Chappelle is a stand-up. This, it's in his blood, nigga. The thing that I think, uh, like Chris Rock, and I think Chappelle will have a problem with, is that Chappelle, like, like we talk about him being a jazz player, and it's his moves and his the way that he presents just certain words and just how, right. he, just how he hangs on. Let me tell you, stand up is in Chappelle like Wolverine's claws are stuck to him, right? The antiantum or whatever they call it, it's a part of who he is. But Chappelle can't take that to a character because the character might have to be different. Like Chris Rock. Well, we don't know that. But Chris Rock's character is the, the way he talks on stage, the way that he emphasizes certain words. He can't. In the movies, he doesn't take that to the movies. And I think that's where he gets lost. Eddie Murphy didn't do that. Eddie Murphy. Here, here's, here's, here's the difference, really. Seriously. Again, this is why I say Eddie Murphy is the Michael Jordan. Eddie can act. Yeah. Eddie legitimately can act. No, I, I, and, I agree And again, that got nothing to do with stand-up. So as far as the acting art form, yo, Eddie's the truth, man. No, I, I agree with you. because, But the characters that were written when he did Beverly Hills Cop, that was close to the guy that was on stage. That was close. That, that cadence yeah. that he talked. Uh, 48 Hours was close. He was making those jokes. He had the ha ha. I can but do you, the laugh. But you do realize thing. that if Eddie tried to go back to that at whatever he is, damn near 60, that would not work. It wouldn't work. Agreed. But like Michael Jordan had to adjust his game when some of the athleticism faded and he became an incredible fadeaway jump shooter. Eddie Murphy can't be Axel Foley at 60. All that being said, going back to what you said originally, you said Eddie Murphy. Uh, came up and he just hit it and he hit it and so he didn't need that adversity to grow. But because of that, I think that there was more in Eddie Murphy that we didn't get to see because he didn't have from the stand-up point of view. Yes, I, like I come on, man, I would love to see what he has to say on anything. But I don't think he has it in him because he didn't have to. Hit, hit, he hit. wasn't told that isn't good enough. This isn't there. And and then he had to take it to another level. He came out at that level, right? But you told at some point you you know you're not good enough or certain things you failed at. When the movies the receipts don't come in, Eddie's made some flops. Damn it, Holy Man, Pluto Nash, Eddie's failed. <laughs> yeah, but in but when you fail in a movie or your movie fails. This is how I'd know Eddie would still be great at stand-up. When he's done award shows, off the dome, this nigga will say some shit, and the crowd dies. And that's just here for a second. Just him being funny off the spot. I got, I don't think he could. I honestly don't think that he has it in him to put an hour together to go on the road. But when you say you don't have it in him, you mean he don't have the skill set? Something's rusty? The heart. Or you mean... Okay. But I don't... No, I don't want to say hard. He just chooses not to. I don't think he could put it together. Oh, man. This was a great podcast, man. All right. Let's get be done with this because we're not going to agree on this guy anyway. Oh, shit. All right. Um, we're, uh, again, Ooh. this is the uh, this is the second half of that other other podcast we where we're going to be coming we didn't up. even get to the paul mooney shit which i really wanted to get to but we'll save it for next time you, we could throw five minutes no no nah, you want to tease it's, it? it's more than you five tease minutes it? you want to tease it oh shit okay nigga i was on the opiate anthony show a while ago and this motherfucker tried to challenge me on me i was getting ganged up on by opie anthony and jim the worm norton these motherfuckers on me, they were trying to fuck with Paul, but I didn't go for it. And if you really want to know the truth about white people in America, read the comments at the end of the clip on YouTube. White people, you motherfuckers, are, you're nervous. You don't like the truth. That truth scares you, homie. That truth to white people is like niggas in a ski mask. And as soon as you hear that truth, that nigga is asking for your wallet. You motherfuckers go running. You white motherfuckers are scared of that truth on me. So tune in to the next podcast where I, 
Paul Mooney Aries will talk about uh, being on Opie and Anthony and addressing white fear. I'm like Nat Turner to you, motherfuckers. Birth of a nigger. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be in helium in buffalo uh in a couple weeks then we're i love doing that impression that is great. Dude, i really wish a paul was more famous in the white community and more importantly more likable because because the and people often say and i get black people only when i'm really in black areas like a detroit and I'll get niggas to go, hey, man, do that Paul Mooney. There I could do it. This would not fly here in Portland. One, because, again, unless you are a comedy aficionado, not everybody knows Paul Mooney. And even if you did, chances are if you're white, you don't like him. So doing that impression would just go to waste. You know, um, my buddy Arthur. I'm going to tell you this really quick because it's not important. We can't do this. On right. the, it's not necessary. But my buddy Arthur, who's a black dude, an older mm-hmm. black guy, he's a, he's, a, he's a good friend of mine. He's just a little bit. He's like 10 years older than me. Cool fucking dude. Very, very politically uh, astute, but he, he believes in a lot of weird shit. But <coughs> I got to tell you, that picture I took with Paul Mooney, yeah. and I put it online, uh, and he saw it, and he said, you, 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 you were hanging out with Paul Mooney? Right. To, and I said, yeah, not really, but you know, he was in there, and you know, we got to talk for a little. He sent me. He made a poster of it, and he sent me a copy of one of the posters. And everybody in Philadelphia, he's shown my buddy Andy is hanging out with Paul Mooney. Like right. it's such a big deal. Mm. Paul is such a big deal. And when you say that, I have to agree with you. I think a lot of people do know who Paul Mooney is, but the difference between the black community and the white community on Paul Mooney, it's a world away. Yeah, because it is like. That's like a superhero that he was showing, like my right. buddy Andy, and showing right. him the picture. And listen, there are a few brave white souls who love Paul Mooney, like Sandra Bernhardt. She, she, it's her. He's her religion. Like, she, and she'll say why white people don't like him. White people are scared of him because he tells the truth. There's some white people that love them some Paul Mooney, but them motherfuckers is almost like uh, masochists. Was it like to wear leathers and ball gags? <laughs> Some people like abuse, and white people love that abuse from Paul Mooney. Well, and wasn't Mooney the first, one of the first ones to call out? And not that this is—I'm not trying to start a controversy, but to call out uh, Robin Williams. I never heard that for borrowing some stuff, stealing, borrowing. Robin, Robin Williams stole from niggas, but that's white people's history. I don't know why. Listen, that should not be a shock to anyone. We know you motherfuckers steal. He, he you stole did, niggas. He said, <laughs> "You stole niggas." Now that's and a Paul I've, Mooney thing. I've been sitting next to you for the last thirty minutes. All of a sudden, my wallet's missing, <laughs> and it was in my front pocket, nigga. You stole my wallet, and I didn't even know it. You niggas are thieves in the night. Helium, God, I love that fucking impression. Helium in Buffalo. Then we're yeah. then we're going to go to San Antonio to uh, LOL, and uh, then we're in DC. Is it? Yeah, DC. Oh, baby. We'll be in DC improv. Baby. I'm excited to go back there because I thought I did all right the first time I went there. Yeah. But that was still in the begin- like beginning yeah. of the road with you. I can't wait to go back. Oh, I love DC. All right, y'all. Uh, Patreon, Instagram, Aries Spears Official, Pandora, Aries Spears, YouTube, Aries Spears. Uh, there we go, baby. See you guys in a while. Yep. Say yes, nigga.